Hi, this is Dion Baig from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Are you someone who has no idea that they can be heard? Has brilliant ideas and wants to get them out there? Has a podcast but can't keep up with the work or just wants to focus on things that matter? Then Podcast Engineers is your gateway to get your voice heard. They don't just edit your podcast. They enhance your listeners' experience. You simply do what you do best. That is to record and they do the rest. You can find them at podcastengineers.com. Rob and I have been using Podcast Engineers to help make our show sound great. Send them an email to get an episode edited free and a discounted plan. Are you stressed about insurance? Get a custom insurance policy at a good price that lets you rest easy knowing your business is covered in case of a loss. With over six years of experience specializing in insuring small to medium-sized businesses in Ontario, your focus should be growing your business and ours is to protect it. Contact on at theinsurers.ca. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 62. and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake and here with me is Sandy McKay. Hey Rob, how are things going today? Really good. I'm gearing up for the holidays. Holiday season, yeah. This will be New Year's by the time people are listening. So It is going to be. I was going to ask if you have any plans for Christmas though. Just out of curiosity going to jamaica in the two days so are you going to be there for christmas no we come back like christmas eve oh okay well geez that's cutting it close yeah yeah someone else i was just talking to i'm getting a little jealous uh is going away for christmas to dominican i think i want to do that soon i did that like four or five years ago or something it's uh, it's pretty nice <laughs> it's easy although i do like snow on christmas day and that's pretty much it how are things with you? What's new? What's happening? Good. Yeah. Just working on uh, business and everything. And, you know, we can talk more about that on this show, I guess. And then, yeah, just keeping up with the market and everything. It is slower. I think it is in your end, too. Lots A little of snow bit. Too, and, but it is investor season, right? So end of the year here, a lot of good opportunities we've found just with in terms of getting what we think look like pretty good deals. I don't know, but if it's like been like that over on your end, but the Hamilton area for sure, there's been some good deals to be had last month or two. Yeah, you know what? Like I would say things slowed down for me a little bit, like maybe you know last month, and that wasn't even too bad really. But this month things have picked up again, and yeah, so I mean, things are trucking right along out here. Yeah, good time of year though, I think to be buying. Mm-hmm. When no one else wants to leave their house. Yeah. No one else wants to leave. People are a little bit, some skeptics on the market and what's going to happen. And people are a little bit fearful when you make the money. 
So I guess, Sandy, we should direct people over to our website, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca, and there they can see all of our past episodes and uh, read up on our guests and connect to us on Facebook and see all the comments and comment on the episodes themselves that they want to, as well as they can get our free gift, which is the seven freedom activators that you can trigger in your property starting right now. And you know what? Soon we're not going to be able to say that anymore because we are working on a new free gift. So if you don't have your copy of that one yet, I would say jump on over there and get it right now before it's gone. I think this will be the last episode. I think ideally we'll have something for the next episode. So, uh, yeah, I think people are going to jump on that right away. And then, of course, head over to iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes right now, it's really easy. Jump in there. You leave us a review. Five-star review. We'd love to see some more of them up there. Really helps us get the show out to more people and, and really attract amazing guests, which we are always thankful to have. On the show, we've had some great guests over the past few years and uh, really looking to, to bring on more great guests to share what they've been doing, what's worked with them, what mistakes they've made, and how we can help everyone else grow in real estate. Leave us a review. Even if it's not five stars, we'll take it. Yep. We're not shy about reading and sharing all of the reviews, no matter what they say. But for the most part, we are getting five-star reviews. People seem to really like the show. And when we do get criticism it's really more just like audio quality or just the fact that our editing wasn't very good at one point that kind of stuff i think people really enjoy the content and we do try hard to get all kinds of different guests from right across the spectrum to fill in the gaps of what we don't know and it is partly for us because we get to hear and talk to these people for roughly an hour every time we have them on but as well, I mean, now somebody that's just starting out has this arsenal of weaponry yeah. to start with, and they can definitely learn a lot by going back and starting at the beginning and catching up to where we are now. And, you know, I know we don't put out as much content as some other shows are just like pumping out the content, but I really do think that we take the time and we have good guests and we share as much as we possibly can with them. And today's going to be no different. Because we do have Adrian, Mr. Cashflow, back with us, and I'm probably jumping ahead, but I just wanted to say hi to you right off the bat, and then <laughs> before we get into the interview, though, hey, how you doing? Good, Rob. How you doing? Really good, really good. Glad to have you back. Awesome to be back. Thanks. I did just want to mention before we get into the interview, though, that we do have one more review. It is a five star review on iTunes, so I'll read that one to you guys now. It says, this is a great show covering all the relevant topics, and it is by DJ Lofty. And he says, this show is fantastic and has helped me immensely. I started my journey by reading a few books on real estate investing and needed more info. I am so happy I found this podcast and haven't had to do any searches for others. Rob and Sandy, you guys are great, and the guests you bring on are all top-notch. It is great to hear about people's different specialties and methods. Two months into our journey, my wife and I just bought our first rental property. Congratulations. He says, now I am getting educated on areas such as insurance and choosing tenants, which you all have episodes on. So keep up the great work. Cheers from Jimmy. Thank you very much for that review, Jim. Keep them coming. And you know what? If you've put a review on here before, and maybe you've put a bad review on here before, 
And since you've changed your mind about us, well, feel free to come back on, write us another one and tell us how wrong you were about your negative review. You know what's cool? I think that guy, you know, and he's investing already. And I think we have a lot of people actually taking action with or without our help here, but they're using what we've uh, created here and helping themselves take action and buy property. A lot of people are owners of investment properties already, or they're, they're buying more through listening and learning from us. So that's pretty awesome to hear. I'd love to hear more of those reviews, even if you throw out that you've been able to buy a few properties in the last year or so, whether we've helped or not, I'd love to hear more of those stories too. Yeah, that seems to be more or less what most people say is that they've just started out and the show helped them out a lot. And now they've went out and bought their first rental property. There's, I could probably find, I don't know, half of them anyways, like 50 of our reviews are more or less like that. Mm-hmm. That's the only uh, new one that we have since the last time we recorded a show. So that's it for that. And now moving on, I guess we will get right into our interview here. Yeah, perfect. So as we mentioned, we got Adrian, a.k.a. Mr. Cashflow, back with us again. And he was on our show back on episode 38. So you can go back and have a listen to that as well after this one. If you want some more info from him, he's been involved in real estate for over six years, buying properties really around the GTA, mostly in Hamilton. And since then, he's been able to essentially retire from his job in the last, in that six year span. And actually, I, I probably even in less than that, probably in more like five years. And now he's focusing fully on real estate. He's a realtor. He's a, actually a business partner of mine now. And together we're working on multiple ventures here in, in real estate, which I'm sure we'll get into here on the show. So welcome, Adrian, aka Mr. Cashflow. Welcome back. Thanks, Sandy. Great to be back. It's been a while. When did we do that interview with you? I actually looked it up. Uh, I was going through my interview last night, and it was back in March 2016. Okay, so yeah, it's been quite some time. Yeah, I guess we have, what, a year and a half, just shy of two years now. Mm-hmm. And a lot has happened since then, I'm sure. So do you want to briefly tell us your story? I guess... Well, I mean, I'm sure that we heard a little bit about it last time, but like maybe just share with us your story of how you got involved in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been about six years now in the making when I first purchased an income property out here in Hamilton. That particular property uh, was in the downtown court and it was a triplex, so three units. And at that time, it was a turnkey, fully renovated property that I purchased off someone. It was their flip. And that's essentially how I got started. Reason why I chose Hamilton six years ago, uh, specifically for cash flow. I found that taking my money out to the west end of the city, it, it went a lot further. And the results with respect to cash flow were so much further than, for example, York Region, and Toronto and whatnot. So that kind of snowballed effect. And I quickly began to develop and accumulate a very respectable portfolio, specifically, again, all in triplexes and fourplexes within the downtown core of Hamilton. Things really progressed over, I guess, those initial five years, accumulating these properties on my own, myself and my wife, really focused on just building a portfolio ourselves for predominantly retirement and subsidizing our income and our pension plans. And that kind of snowballed into more of a serious, almost full-time investment career. And we started looking at distressed properties and gaining experience in 
buying and renovating properties that needed TLC. And essentially over those five to six years, we've almost perfected the strategy of, I'm sure everybody might have heard it before, the buy, renovate, and refinance and hold strategy with respect to distressed properties. Our focus essentially shifted from turnkey properties to honing in on distressed properties and incorporating a strategy. The strategy enabled us to essentially refinance these properties and recuperate most, if not all, of our initial capital investment and renovation costs out at the refinance stage. Yeah, that's really, really amazing. And I've actually heard more about your successes from you and Sandy before, but I just think that that is one of those strategies that just can't be beat. I mean, as long as you've got the willingness to go out and put yourself into that situation where, you know, you go, hey, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take care of these things and I'm going to turn this place, which isn't much now, into something really, really great. And in return for doing that, you get a bunch of your money back. So, I mean, how can that really be beat? That's fantastic to hear. And you're able to get most, if not all, of your capital back, and that'll enable you to obviously be involved in future, you know, real estate adventures or wherever you want to invest that capital in whatever engine you want to choose to invest it in, as opposed to leaving it all locked into, uh, for example, one property. So we found it was a great strategy and we liked it. And now, so that was basically up to the point where we talked to you last time, I guess. And then, so since then, a lot of stuff has changed. Do you want to tell us about some of your successes over the past two years? Sure. So the last two years have been incredibly busy. Like I said, things just snowballed and really escalated rather quickly. Back in March 2016, I was at a total of approximately 30 doors all in the Hamilton area, as I mentioned, and through networking, and as well as I have to compliment the podcast and the networking that I was able to achieve through the podcast originally from episode 38, we were able to connect with uh, a real group of professional investors, a couple of really serious investors that we've honed on to and started a joint ventures with. And as a result of the networking and being involved in these uh, joint venture partnerships, we've now accumulated just over 105 doors in the past two years, essentially. So more than quadrupled our amount of doors within the city of Hamilton. That is astounding. Very, very amazing. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of it. And it's been Again, an incredible ride for the last couple of years. Busy, but like a good busy. And um, we've made some great contacts and some great joint venture partners that we've been able to network with. So moving forward from there, it's been about a year now that I was able to get my real estate license. So I actually started selling real estate as well. And that started essentially December 2016. So it's just about a year. and. Once I did successfully get my license, I joined McKay Realty Network and started selling real estate with Sandy. And several months later after that, Sandy and I decided to go in business together and partner up. And that's been really successful as well. 
we had quite a successful team. Aside from that, it's been a busy year with selling real estate. Working with Sandy and networking with him, I've been able to sell just over 50 homes in my first year of real estate. So pretty proud of that. And essentially being able to use my experience and my expertise in the buy, renovate, refinance, as well as just the Hamilton market in general, taking that all into account and passing that on to our clients that we work with in this area. Holy smokes. So you're accumulating all of those doors and you're, you're out selling 50 houses in the first year. That's really good. Yeah, it's been busy. Wow. It's been busy. It's been busy for sure, but a good busy. And I'm moving, I guess the last point I just want to make, I guess for everybody out there thinking, can you make it in real estate without your full-time job? I think I'm mm. a prime example, maybe to the extreme, but I've been able to transition out of my full-time job and become a full-time real estate investor, as well as obviously agent and support my family without the reliable income that I had with my previous law enforcement career. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, you had a career, not just like, you know, there's a difference between a job and, you know, a really decent career that you worked towards and had been involved in for quite some time. So I think there's something to be said for the fact that you're able to more than support yourself, but walk away from that and go full time into this. Yeah, it was a passion of mine and a goal of mine, probably, you know, since I started investing in real estate and really started to like it and it took off. My goal was eventually to transition to full-time real estate investing. And, you know, here we are five years later, I did it and quite proud of myself. Now, I do not think your results are typical. I believe what I read in the uh, statistics somewhere is that over half of licensed realtors do one transaction or less per year. I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but I believe it was somewhere along that lines. So, yeah, to be close, if it's not right on, it's close. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then there's even less that do like five. So, you know, building yourself up to 50 in the first year is not going to be typical of most people. But I will tell you that there is a probably, and this may not be 100% of the reason or even 50% of the reason why you did it, but joining a team, I think for anyone who's thinking about becoming a realtor is actually a really good way to get involved in selling real estate because there's some, you've got a network of support behind you, right? So it's not just you going out, trying to make it on your own and, you know, fend for yourself where you basically have no experience. So with a team, I think that's a really good first step to somebody that's looking to get involved as a realtor. I really think you've hit the nail on the head with respect to being on a team. It's a great environment. You have a strong team leader like Sandy that has a lot of experience, obviously, here in Hamilton. He's been doing this, selling real estate longer than I have, obviously. And having that coach, that mentor, and able to transition leads down to the team, as well as coaching through deals, is obviously a a really big asset. This show is sponsored by McKay Realty Network. (laughs) You can send me a check for half of whatever we're charging. (laughs) But even on that point, Rob, both of us did it that way, right? I mean, both of us started that way. Yeah, that's right. I did too. Yep. A lot of it's successful. You know, we both are not on the teams anymore. So at some point it didn't work, but it was a huge kickstart to everything for sure. I know I can say that. I'm sure you would too. 
Yeah, and tell you what, the one thing, like, the reason why I left the team wasn't because the environment didn't work. It really did work. I left my team just simply because I felt like there was aspects of my career that I was getting lazy with. Like, I didn't really have to market at all for myself because someone else was doing that for me and I was getting handed leads and I thought, okay, well, I mean, this is more like just a job now. Really, it's the same thing I was doing before. I'm not building my own, you know, I'm not building anything. I'm just sort of going through the motions. So, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I ended up going. But, I mean, you can build a very successful career. There's lots of guys that I even know out here that just decided, you know what, this is perfect. I'm just going to stay in this. I'm making good money and I know exactly what I'm doing day to day. So, and they're really happy with that kind of thing. So, it just depends on what your goals are and what other things you've got going on in your life as well. Definitely. And I guess just to transition a bit. So Adrian, obviously, you know, I know we do a lot of the buy, fix, refinance strategy. You do it yourself. All, all three of us actually utilize this strategy for the most part, all of our investments. Can you just explain what that is a little deeper? And I know you got a little bit of a case study on what maybe one example of a deal might look like for you, a typical deal. And yeah, just briefly go over that a little bit more. We, we work with a lot of clients on this strategy as well. It seems to be our forte here, especially in Hamilton. It works really well. So give us a bit more info on that, Adrian. Sure, absolutely. It's a strategy that is conducive, I think, for people that want to own more than one or two you know, income properties and obviously want to keep their capital free so they're able to purchase another property at the end of the project. So that being said, we look for distressed properties. Essentially, they need a lot of work, but the bones to the property are sound and intact and the structure is good. Cosmetically, it's a disaster. You know, 80-year-old kitchens, shag carpets, old knob and tube wiring, old plumbing, so on and so forth. So that's what we would classify as a potential property that we'd kind of zone in on for buy, renovate, refinance. Once you choose that property, obviously, uh, then you're going to renovate it with obviously some good contractors and whatnot. And ultimately, we try to really upscale the finishings in our properties that we work on. So, for example, we'll put in all LED pot lights. We'll do really nice trim work. We'll put in quartz countertops upper scale laminate flooring, so on and so forth. Really nice vanities in the bathroom, you know, subway tile backsplashes for the kitchens, stainless steel appliances and whatnot. Really, really dress it up, more of the higher end finishings. And I think that one, we'll recoup those uh, costs at the end of the project. And I'll get to that. And two, it'll also attract a better tenant. And we're able to get above market rents for specific area. At the end of the project, now we've finished all of our renovations. We have a beautiful, shiny, brand new triplex, for example. We'll then call the bank back or our mortgage broker, and we will schedule an appraisal for the property and have the bank send a certified appraiser to reevaluate the home and give us the new value. So after that report is submitted and by the appraiser, then the bank will take that new appraised value 
and do what we call a refinance. So you forced equity in that home, X amount of dollars, and then ultimately above and beyond that, you're able to take that money out. And with a bit of luck, you're, you're able to take most of your initial capital out and your renovations. If not, potentially, maybe you have to leave some in. Or if it's a really good project, you're able to capitalize and actually get even more money back than you put in from the bank. All that money obviously gets tacked onto your mortgage. So you have a new mortgage for the new amount, which is obviously going to be higher than your, your original mortgage that you bought the property for. And ultimately, now you have your new mortgage and your next steps are obviously to hold that property, put in great tenants, obviously charge above market rents and hold that property. You know, I'm more of a buy and hold guy as opposed to a flipper. So I like to hold my properties. I guess that's a personal preference, how long a potential investor wants to hold their properties. But essentially, I think that in a nutshell is the strategy. Great. And I mean, one thing there that we didn't mention, a lot of those, you you mentioned a couple of years ago, you were at 30 odd doors and even up to maybe 50 or so, you were actually managing all these properties on your own just because you could get such great tenants and they were such quality tenants. They were easy enough to deal with that you could manage a really large amount of doors on your own, right? Yeah, that actually brings a very good point. You have that new product. You have a brand new shiny apartment with your upscale finishings. You're obviously going to attract what I would classify an A-plus tenant who's going to respect the property and have a legitimate full-time job and so on and not cause you any drama, i.e. not paying the rent and whatnot. The property pretty much runs itself because it's now a new property with great tenants. It runs itself and you're able to take on multiple properties uh, potentially without having any problems. So yeah, I was at 30 doors there managing them all on my own, plus a full-time job, so on and so forth. So do you have maybe like a one property example? You could kind of go a little deeper into the numbers and what they might look like? Yeah. So uh, this particular property was purchased in the north end of town. And we purchased it, I want to say, back in March of 2017 give or take. So the purchase price on this particular, again, it was very distressed, very distressed. It was borderline. The bank didn't want to fund it, but we squeaked it through. It was the purchase price was $262,000. And that was for a legal duplex with three units inside of it. So if you have a pen handy and you're making some scribbles, our purchase price was 262. We put 20% down on that project, so we're at $52,400 was our down payment. Leaves us with a original mortgage of $209,600. This particular project, we spent $140,000 bringing this property up to snuff, so you can imagine how bad it was. The total renovation lasted just about four months. And at the end of that renovation, we called the appraiser back and had the property reevaluated for its new value. And that came back at $560,000. Mm-hmm. So essentially, in four months, we took a property that was valued at 262000 
and forced equity and appreciation in it all the way to $560,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was quite a dramatic increase. Moving along with the numbers, so 20% of our new value is $112,000, which gives us our new mortgage amount of $448,000. That's our original down payment that we originally had. So our original mortgage, which was 209600 less our original down payment that we first put down when we bought the house, 52400 minus our rental costs of $140,000, and our carrying costs and closing costs, approximately $11,000. So when you take all that and you subtract it from $560,000, we have zero money left into this property on the refinance. And we actually got a paycheck from the bank for $35,000. <laughs> and that does not happen every day. How many of those can we find in Hamilton, guys? Sign me up. Yeah, really. I don't want to tap ourselves on the back prematurely, but our last four projects in 2017 all had successful outcomes similar to this with no money left in the property. So it is possible in Hamilton to achieve those results. Hmm. And that area is not exactly, actually, this property, this specific property, wasn't it listed for like four months or something? Nobody wanted it. Yeah, it was on the market for several months and nobody bought it in this hot, 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 like the hottest market we've ever seen. Absolutely. Hmm. Off MLS, crazy. On MLS, I should say. Okay. Wow. Yeah, those are some numbers. I like that. I wonder if we can put like some kind of attachment with that on the website. Yeah, we might be able to. If, you, if you're listening, go check it out. And maybe, hopefully, we'll be able to put something together. We can throw it up there. We do have something. I think Adrian did the bid on that property specifically at one of our last events. So we might have it already written down somewhere. And I guess you really answered already. But are those kind of typical numbers? Or really, where are you generally seeing those numbers land? Like, are people getting most of their money back? I can speak for ourselves, guys. The projects that I've been involved in with respect to the buy rental refinance strategy here in Hamilton. And we've been able to get all of our money out on every single project we did in 2017. Yeah. Very good. So, and obviously, that helps buy more. It's great to show potential partners and it helps you build your business. How are you able to manage so many? I know you did a lot of projects this year. How are you able to manage all of them yourself? Like, how are you able to do all those? If you did, how many did you do in 2017? Roughly double digit. I think we're up to 10. And yeah. I think we were close to 10 in 2017. To answer your question, Sandy, basically surround yourself with a very strong team of professional people. You obviously can't do it on your own, no matter how good you think you are. You really need a strong support team around you. Obviously, keep the key people on your team. First and foremost, you want a knowledgeable realtor that can obviously search these deals for you and be able to potentially project numbers, i.e. potential refinance numbers, potential rents that you're going to generate. And those all go to the fact on how your numbers are going to look at at the end of the project. Obviously, a really strong, reputable general contractor to make all this work. You obviously need a really strong mortgage broker. Because you have to get approved for the initial mortgage, but then if you're projecting your refinance is going to be $300,000 higher, you obviously have to 
initially get pre-approved for that projected new amount at the end of the rainbow, so to speak. So that strong mortgage broker is going to be able to either qualify you or get you qualified for that new amount to make the end result positive for you. A good accountant to keep you organized because these kind of projects generate a lot of different kinds of invoices, receipts, potential tax write-offs, so on and so forth. A strong and knowledgeable joint venture partner. I've been able to meet uh, really, really dynamic people over the last year that have definitely helped to my success. So obviously, a really, really strong joint venture partner does help as well. Basically, you're going to search out people that are legitimate and have legitimate experience in this field. People that have gotten their hands dirty and have been involved in these projects, I think, is a must, as opposed to somebody who just has read a couple books but never really been in the trenches, so to speak. I can't comment enough on the power of networking and the contacts that we've been able to build in the industry over the last while. Networking is huge, and without that, I don't think we would be where we are today. So don't underestimate that. Having the experience in these models, obviously, over the last five years, has helped me. Time management is huge. You're going to really need to manage your time well and prioritize things that need to be done today, tomorrow, or that can wait till next week. The passion that I have in real estate is incredible. So when you really love what you're doing, it makes that that much easier. And last but not least, I'm not sure if we mentioned this before, but Sandy and I, another partner, have begun our own property management company. And that's kind of enabled us to take some load off me as far as managing my own property. So we now have, we're working on, you know, finalizing everything, but we now have systems in place that essentially can assist not only me with my properties, but obviously taking on new clients new clients that are looking for property management with their companies and their properties. So we offer services right from tenant tenant placement, maintenance on their properties, construction, if they need some assistance with construction, so on and so forth. So all that in a nutshell, and I know that was kind of long and drawn out, but all of that in a nutshell has really helped me manage what I can manage on a daily basis, kind of juggling two hats. Can I go back on something a little bit? I wanted to ask you, because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I've had people ask me questions about when they're buying properties with tenants in them. So surely some of these properties that you bought must have been tenanted when you purchased them. How did you go about doing these major renovations and what ended up happening with the tenants? So most of the properties that we purchased were vacant or owner-occupied. We've had to, obviously, if it's a really good deal, we we have purchased properties that were tenanted and inherited the tenants. We've navigated through that by, in some instances, we paid the tenants to leave. We've offered them compensation for obviously disrupting their life and, and having to move from one place to another. Monetary compensation, as far as, you know, we'll give you, for example, $2,000 that you can put towards your moving costs and whatnot. Predominantly, that's kind of the strategy we've used, and it's kind of worked with us. There's not too many people that are going to say no to money, and with our management company now, we can also help them find other locations to go to, as well as other networking people that are looking for decent tenants. I mean, if they're good tenants, then great, we'll refer them. If not, obviously, we won't. But for the most part, we've paid the tenants to leave and help them find new places. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And it's interesting, too, that you're able to find a lot of vacant buildings. That's the other thing to add just was that there is some strategy as far as getting – they weren't always vacant right away. It was getting vacant possession or different strategies as far as that goes, which – I don't know if we have the time to go into it. There's a bunch of different ones, but it's essentially doing our best in the purchase of the properties, right, Adrian, to, to get it vacant, whether it's vacant or not to begin with. Not always the case. Not always vacant, but but getting the vacant, and if not, if it's still a good enough deal, buying it and then using, like Adrian said. Yeah, I mean, because my- big picture, really, like to pay the tenants out of there and roll that into the cost of doing business up front, especially if you're getting the kind of numbers that you are – at the end of the project, then really it almost becomes inconsequential to have to give the tenants a couple thousand dollars each to get out so you can do what needs to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How has becoming a realtor helped you as an investor? Being on the inside of the real estate world and networking behind the scenes has really helped me a lot. It's like huge, like big time working alongside Sandy and our team has definitely helped me to grow as well. It's one thing to invest in real estate and it's another thing to sell real estate. So the experience I've been able to accumulate over the past year being on this team is huge. And it's obviously done me well just by the numbers that we've talked about earlier on in the show. Having the opportunity to be and offer our clients off-market deals that obviously being a realtor, you're subject to and prone to. Those off-market deals, when they do pop up and you're on the inside track, you're able to jump on those for your clients and get them solid deals. Obviously, being a realtor, you're able to see the listings that pop up immediately and you're able to go preview them right away and see what kind of promise they may have for your clients as well. And then again, back to networking. Again, I can't stress it enough. Networking with other real estate agents and some of the deals they have and you being able to negotiate and navigate through those deals even before they hit the market, I've been able to You know, half a dozen times I get calls from other agents saying, hey, I got this. Do you want to try and make a deal before we put it on on the market? turns out to be a fantastic deal and everybody wins at the end of it. So being on the inside is huge and it's definitely helped me grow as an an investor as well as grab my clients some really solid deals. Mm -hmm. Actually, I got one question. Well, my next question was going to be what value you and our team, I guess, bring to to offer investors. And I kind of know the answer, but also I wanted to ask, because a lot of people ask this question and it's a valid concern with any realtor who's an investor themselves, is that are you just going to scoop all the good deals to yourself? (laughs) I know I get asked that a lot. I know you do. Probably both of you do. What's your answer to that? So you asked me two questions. Which one do you want me to go through first? What value does, can you start all over again now? Let's go with the last one there. What do you say to people who ask, who have that concern that you're just going to get all the good deals and just, you know, anything you bring them? Obviously, you're an investor. You want to buy deals. You're still actively buying. How do you? It wasn't good enough for you. So now you're bringing it to me. Right, right, that's, right. Is that the, that's the mentality that a lot of people have, I guess. Yeah. So what do you say to someone like that? And, you know, funny enough, Sandy, since I started selling real estate, I probably am asked that at least a dozen times. And quite honestly, the properties that myself and other joint venture partners purchased this year were purchased after I first offered them the clients. And it's like I scooped up stuff that clients didn't want and I couldn't convince them on the value for one reason or another. They kind of, no, I just don't see 
the numbers working out the way you're thinking they're going to work out. So they bypassed the deal. I think it's still a great deal. So I ended up buying it myself or with a joint venture partner. So I always present the deals to my clients first. And more often than not, if they bypass on them, I typically buy them with a joint venture partner, to be quite honest. So as far as scooping all the great deals for myself, I usually put myself second and offer the deal to the client first. Does that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. I think I'm mean, actually, I was just thinking as you're saying that the example we brought up earlier was a perfect example. I think we pitched that to like, <laughs> I don't know how many people, a lot of people, nobody would go for it, right? The one where we talked about the numbers there earlier, and obviously it's a great deal. I mean, they don't always work I, out I, great, but in that case, for example, I don't know how many I people, I, must have been a lot. I want to say I probably brought seven clients there to check out that home. And every client I brought there kind of, yeah, I guess I can see it. But for me, it's too risky. It's too big of a project. It's There was one reason or another they didn't want to pull the trigger. So ultimately, I ended up pulling the trigger with joint venture partner. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm assuming my answer is pretty much the same. I assume Rob kind of look at it the same way, right? Anything different you would add to that? Um, not necessarily. It's just another thing, too, is you can't buy them all. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got, you know, one or two projects on the go and I'm not going to be scooping up every single one of them. I mean, you just, well, I mean, maybe not impossible, but just for the lifestyle that I'm trying to live, I don't want to go, you know, too crazy. So I need my time free as well for my family and whatnot. So you can't buy them all. There's, there's lots of deals to be had out there. Yeah. As much as finding a deal is, it can be challenging and they're not always there every single day. There's enough to go around. There's quite a bit out there and I think there's lots for everybody. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can't, you can't buy all of them. Adrian bought 10 of them this year, let's say. There's, you know, he sold another like 50 and there's still probably at least a double or more of good, really, really good ones out there. Either him or me or any. somebody else got. Yeah. yeah. So there's tons out there. So uh, the other part of that, Adrian, what value does our team bring to, for investors? To investors or other uh, realtors or both? Yeah, sure, both. I think first and foremost, uh, with respect to other realtors, if they're looking to get into real estate, I would say we probably have one of the strongest team ethics amongst other teams out there right now in our area. Our team is very tight and there's a very, very strong team ethic amongst all of us. We offer team coaching for all members on the team as well. We have a lot of young, vibrant passionate enthusiasts on our team that, believe it or not, they all own income properties. So they're all well-versed with the income strategy, whether it's turnkey, whether it's buy, renovate, refinance. They're all really in tune with that and they can spot a really good deal a mile away. And I'm not just saying that because they're on our team. I'm just saying that because it's, it's true. They all have an act for it. So I kind of compare it to like, if you're looking to buy an income property out this way, and whether it's your first, your second, your third, and you really want to deal with a professional who knows income properties really well and can steer you in the right direction. I don't think there's another team out there right now in this area that performs at a level that we do and has the knowledge that our team does. So I compare it to like, if you're going to go buy a Cadillac and you really, really have a desire to buy a Cadillac, you're not going to walk into a Honda dealership and had speak to a salesman at the Honda dealership and kind of talk to him about Cadillacs. You're going to go to the Cadillac dealership and speak to a, a qualified person there. So if you're looking to buy an income property out this way, you know, specifically in Hamilton, for example, 
you're going to want to deal with the professionals out here that pretty well eat, sleep, and breathe income properties out, out in this neck of the woods. And so I think is, from the investor standpoint, that's the value you have with working with the McKay Realty Network. As far as realtors go, Sandy, maybe you want to touch a little bit more on that as far as what our team can offer them. Well, I guess, I mean, we don't get too deep into it. I guess just wanted to throw out there that, no, obviously we do work with a lot of investors. If anyone wanted to grow, learn about investments and, and grow that side of their, of their business, as well as be in real estate as a realtor, obviously we think we're a pretty good fit for a lot of people like that. Not for everybody, but for someone who is interested in that and, and is, is excited about real estate and wants to build a great career, uh, obviously we would like to talk to more people about that. So if you're out this way, Hamilton surrounding, or even actually throughout Generally, Southern Ontario, we are looking for uh, we have some other opportunities, I guess we can talk about for sure. And then what's next personally for you? What are you doing for investments next? How many properties are you going to buy next year? <laughs> That's an Good interesting question. question. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, 2017 was incredible. Obviously, 2018 the whole new year and we'll see what it brings. But I think we want to kind of stick to our same strategies as far as recruiting further joint venture partners and JVing on opportunities, obviously in real estate, incorporating the buy, renovate, refinance strategy, and, you know, potentially even expanding to more of a commercial platform if the deal is right, as far as maybe going commercial buildings, 20 plus units and so on. That's obviously been discussed in the works, I think, in the not so distant future. So yeah, take part in those opportunities. Continue to provide investor workshops that through the McKay Realty Network that we kind of put on, what do you say, Sandy? Usually one every three months, give or yeah, take. Just one every, I think we should do a few more, but really one, one really good one every few months. And then we'll do little ones here and there. I know Rob does tours like every month. Was that right, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Usually once a month. Yeah. We've been doing those two every Usually every month or every couple months, and then in there we'll mix in the bigger uh, investor events, like a more of an info seminar type style. Yeah, so I think that's kind of a focus as well, to continue to provide those kind of workshops to clients and potential joint venture partners. And obviously, coach and mentor some novice investors who are looking to potentially take the leap and buy their first investment property. And lastly, we've been kind of throwing around the idea of you know, getting a system in place, working with money partners who would obviously trust us with their money and pool investors' money together, invested in real estate through different adventures, whether it be commercial or, you know, triplexes, fourplexes, and then guaranteeing them a specific return on their money, for example, you know, 15%, 20% return, and just pooling this money together and going out and buying a bunch of real estate with it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of some talks as well that we've had and some goals that we have for 2018, whether it takes off or not is a different story, but kind of a goal as well we've kind of discussed. Well, it sounds like when you guys sort of set your minds to something, that's the way it goes. So I have no doubt that you guys are going to be up and rolling right along for next year, 2018. Now, Adrian, I guess we answered the uh, question nine, what's next for your business? You sort of blended them both in together there. So how can people get in touch with you? Well, again, through email, they can definitely send me an email. On the property management standpoint, they can email me at executiveproperties at rogers.com. And with the real estate background, and if they're looking to buy or sell, 
or invest in uh, real estate, they can email me at Adrian at McKay, spelled M-A-C-K-A-Y, Realty Network dot com. So either email is fine. They can definitely send me an email and we can get in touch and see how we can help them out. Okay. Well, that's great. And as usual, or as was the same as last time, you've shared all kinds of stuff with us. And I really love that case study that you shared. Again, if we can get that up on the website, that would be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I think for people to be able to just go over and have a look at that. Sandy, what do you got going on? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, pretty easiest way. Let's go with the, they can reach me at Sandy at McKayRealtyNetwork.com. That's M-A-C-K-A-Y RealtyNetwork.com or through our office right now. The, the number is actually going to be changing in a couple of months. So you're going to have to maybe catch an, a newer episode if you're listening to this in the future. But 905-308-8333 is the number to reach us. Are you going to get one of those vanity numbers? Like, uh, you know, if you are, then just give it out right now. It's going to be like... You know, one eight 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 call Sandy. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe that maybe twenty nineteen will come up with something that's funny. <laughs> okay, people can reach me at I'm gonna give out my number, two eight nine nine two seven zero four six four. Or you can email me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. That's spelled out uh M R B R E A K T H R O U G H dot C A. Or, uh, of course, you can talk to either Sandy or I at info at breakthroughreipodcast.ca. That's an awful lot of information. So if you missed all that or you didn't have your pen handy or your pen ran out of ink from uh, writing down all of the uh, numbers that Adrian was talking about earlier, then you can just flip on over to the website and all the information to get in touch with us is there. So, again... Thanks for uh, coming on, Adrian, and sharing all that with us, and Sandy as well. And you guys have a good Christmas, and we will see you next time. All right. Thanks so much, Rob and Sandy. Thanks. Yeah.